0: Welcome to episode one fifty six of Panelology, I'm Alex. I'm Brian. And I'm Tim. And we are recording at midnight. Little after now, in fact.
1: Midnight the the ghost witching hour for our guest, Co ghost Tim. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, we have we have summoned Tim once more, <laughs> into, the, more time. That's right. into the podcasting realm. We tried something new this time, though. Instead of drawing a circle, we uh, found some chalk and drew a nine-panel grid on the ground. (laughs) That's
1: right. We formalized him into the show. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Uh, We have formally summoned him. Welcome back, Tim. Don't
2: tell people how to summon me. I'll get dragged all (laughs) over the place now. (laughs) Beautiful. We'll have to like beep that part out. That's fine. You got to have the right kind of chalk. It's got to be just the right shade. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: Well, how is everybody? Um, tired. Yeah, it's midnight. We're tired. <laughs> <laughs> but good.
1: But we're good. We're all good.
0: This is where hijinks happen. <sighs> Indeed.
1: Had a full day of, of of consumption, so I'm I'm in a good mood now. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry, have, I'm sorry to hear your tubercular, <laughs> Mister Poe. <laughs> okay, not that kind of consumption.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so you have spent your day engaging in soccer hooliganry. I have indeed well let us now spend your night engaging in comic hooliganry
1: that is my preferred hooliganry so let's go
0: <laughs> first with a visit to the sleepy town of sunnydale ah buffy the vampire slayer number four
1: indeed uh so we get uh we get uh, uh, on, on our last page we get an introduction to a new character to the comic book old character to the buffy verse uh and a surprise issue this week of a different comic
0: yes we do do we want to talk about the parts of the book that come before the last page first.
1: Yeah, we should do that. Um, So... (laughs) Um, this is a very Xander-centric, this is kind of his point of view, his, uh, although Buffy is the narrator for this, um, it really is kind of Xander's story, and how he sees himself fitting in, um, which is kind of exactly what you would expect from, you know, kind of the mundane, is he's not sure he does fit in.
0: Someone's on those, uh, Monster of the Week rules right now, huh?
1: (laughs) <laughs> Indeed, having having played Monster of the Week as an RPG before, I, that was something I was familiar with. Anyway, but yes, <laughs> um, yeah, I, it, I mean, very much so. He is not sure how he fits into this group, and that very much shows in in this story. Um,
0: and everyone gets a night off. They
1: do, like, yeah, Giles surprises like literally everyone <laughs> and says, "Hey, take a break." <laughs>
0: You know what my favorite moment of this issue probably was? What's that? As Buffy was getting ready to head out to the movies to meet up with everyone, her mother's boyfriend being like, Hey, yes. I see those bruises and cuts and all of that. And if you're getting into fights at school, look, that's your business, but I'd rather you get help from me than just try to hide it.
1: Yeah, because he's like a doctor, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: he's like, like, at least let me help you, right? Yeah, like, good looking out there. You're completely and totally wrong about the cause, but good looking out.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, she clearly gained some respect for him with how he presents it to her, which is yeah. very cool, yeah.
0: Tim, what is your experience with Buffy?
2: Very, very limited.
0: Hey, welcome to the club, oh, you should my read god. this god. Anyway. Yeah, I've so,
2: seen, like, a couple of episodes. And, and, that's like, more they than were, me. They were good. Like, I don't know why I never watched more than I did. Yeah,
1: but... I don't either, because that show was great.
0: <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch it. It had demons and devils and vampires and evil satanic <laughs> stuff in it.
1: So, just for anyone who was wondering, there was a variant cover of this that was uh, Once More with Feeling, which is the musical episode of Buffy (laughs) for the cover. So, (laughs) be aware that is out there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, Okay, so do we want to name the mystery character who shows up at the end?
1: Okay, let's be fair. It's really not a mystery at this point. It's Angel. Yeah, we cracked (laughs) that code last week. (laughs) Yeah, we did. Um,
0: There's a mystery character. And they're secretly releasing Angel Number Zero with only a <laughs> week's notice. <laughs>
1: How hmm. about that?
0: <laughs> Those things might be related. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? They are. <laughs> yeah, like the first three pages of Angel Zero are in fact the last three pages of Buffy. Yeah, but
1: um, and actually, I was just like, I like, I read them back to back, and I was literally just going to skip them. Yeah. And then I was like, oh wait, but the narration is different. So yeah, yeah, like like the context, yeah, angels' point of view, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um it should come as no shock that having never seen any Buffy I have never seen any Angel. Okay
2: that's a very that's a very fair. I've seen a couple here. episodes of Angel and it was pretty good too. I don't know why I never watched more. How bonkers would it be if I had been like never seen any Buffy? Watched all of Angel. <laughs> <laughs> now is the, the comic stuff like somebody said that the last batch of comic stuff was the continuation of the TV show. Does this continue that story or is no. it like a reboot? No. So this the is last a, go ahead.
0: The last batch was they had like season nine and season ten and maybe even a season eleven. Um and then the license moved and this is essentially just reboot to everything. Okay. Um yep. my understanding is it uses some of the same parts and like like, characters are more or less recognizably themselves, but it's not encumbered by any pre-existing continuity.
2: Where did the license move to? Uh, do we know? Boom. Boom? boom. Yeah. Yes. Okay, is Whedon doing anything with this comic? Or No. Oh, okay. He has nothing to do with it?
0: Like, his name is on it as, like, Joss Whedon Presents or whatever, but he's not writing or editing yeah, okay. or... Yeah, like,
1: created by Joss Whedon yeah. or whatever, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's still a good read? Yeah. It, it, it is. It really is. Um... But and- is
0: written by Jordi Belair, and Angel is written by Brian Hill. So like both oh, yeah. excellent writers.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty
2: good choices.
0: And
1: uh, like Alex said the the characterizations of the characters are very recognizable from the show, but they are not following like it, it's not it's not re- it's not repeating
2: the show. Gotcha.
0: It yeah. lacks the awkward 90s baggage. Yeah, that's ex- that's a fair statement.
2: Are you saying that as a positive or as a negative as a positive positive
1: yeah oh. like like straight up from episode from issue one like willow has a girlfriend there's no hiding and she knows yeah. who she is and yeah, i got gotcha. you yeah.
0: and there's no right. not talking about it it's just a exactly thing, and everyone's cool and it's like oh hey we should go hang out tonight hey bring your girlfriend we never get to see her outside of school
2: yeah gotcha gotcha
0: um so angel i enjoyed okay in fact i liked way more than i expected to based on a couple of people's responses to it Existing which was like uh, Angel Um yeah. I don't love The kind of Fridging aspect But everything Except that I really like So I can say
1: From the TV show Um My get It's funny how you Phrased it earlier That in the kind of 90s baggage right? yeah, yeah Angel carries a lot More of that from the show Yeah Than even Buffy did Well and I think so... the, like
0: Grounding of his Motivation in I've done this Unforgivable thing I'm going to try to atone the best way I can is solid. Yeah. It's just the whole, well, I've got this protege. Oops. Yep. Should have seen her death coming because she associated with me, but she didn't deserve that. Just another thing I've got to atone for, and my name's John Constantine. (laughs) My name's Um, like, I really, really enjoyed this. I just wish that one element weren't there.
1: Yeah, uh, and I'll be honest, I'm not really sure quite why they threw that in as the way they did. Yeah. I mean, this is a
0: zero issue. I'm sure it's more Introduction than than what actually the series will be about because that's typically what a number zero gets to be. And, and honestly, in some ways, it's it's not even that
1: because you almost have to expect that you're going to have to do your introduction in issue one. Yeah. So it's almost more. I I think of issue zeros, especially this one, is definitely in that category. as like that that opening scene of a Bond movie of a James Bond movie. Yeah. Like like it's it's its own little self contained little thing that is just before to give you a taste of what kinds of things are going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, which again not, not knocking it. I just you know, and I know they're adapting existing history. I just, you Mm -hmm. know, could have lived without that one element. Other than that I really liked, like I liked the way that Hill develops out Angel's voice through this.
1: Well, and as long as they don't hang on that for any length of time then it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. But at that point they could have just not done it too. That's just, it's just, Yeah. yeah, fair enough yeah I I, I mean, almost got I almost got the feeling it was almost in there just as kind of filler yeah so
0: we'll see we'll see um overall enjoyed it though yeah uh, while we are talking about comic adaptations of TV shows I have never seen Xena warrior princess number one written by Vita Ayala and how was it was it was fun um okay. now there's a show I've never seen an episode of oh well you should pick up this issue and report back and I'm not sure why how about that no. <laughs> Play with me in this space, Brian. <laughs> there you uh, Xena and Gabrielle are recruited to come help out this town, uh whose patron god Discord has said, "Hey, next new moon I'm taking all your kids K thanks bye um and it turns out the town had made a deal the town's elders had made a deal decades earlier to save their kids the parents of these kids uh that was yeah yeah I'll save your kids but I get theirs (laughs) um I I think the best part of this to me I mean I think I think even as someone who's never seen Xena that kind of like legendary hero wandering the country countryside like those beats. Yeah. In a, in kinda, a in a very approachable way, feel familiar. Like I think it's a really clever way to sort of onboard people with this this recognizable story to start.
1: Kind of that 70s uh, Incredible Hulk or you know the TV show, the sure. Hulk or the kung fu or yeah.
0: Yeah. Um but that kind of, you know, wandering hero sort yep. of vibe. Um which makes sense. The thing that really is the feel for this is the Xena-Gabrielle dynamic. And it's only really kind of flirted with throughout the throughout the book. Um, I mean, you see them kind of teasing each other, or really Gabriel teasing Zena, and you see them like talking in bed together at one point. Um, but that kind of like playful companion, serious legendary hero dynamic works really really well here okay um it's fun i think it's it's probably so far a little lighter than i would call the buffy books but that's not a bad thing um it's definitely like visually brighter it's 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 more colorful more you know it's it's like daytime scenes and and that sort of thing um not that i think the two need to be compared necessarily but i'm doing it anyway sure okay. as um, is your you yeah And that concludes the Alex talks about comic adaptations of (laughs) TV shows he's never seen segment. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Mary Shelley, Monster Hunter, number one, Brian.
1: Oh, so. I was re- This is an aftershock book, and I was really looking forward to this, and I was very happy with what I got. Um, this is a. I, I don't know if it was exactly what I expected, but it was. It was probably pretty close. Um, it, it. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this. It's almost a. I want to say Scooby Doo, but that's going to give the wrong impression in that it's a kind of stupid zany thing, but it, it's. <laughs> In the fact that it's kind of that gothic mystery in a mansion kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, the the characters are all wonderful and they seem incredibly modern in a very, very old
0: setting, which is really cool. I like that kind of dynamic. It's sort of like Rat Queens kind of does that, right? Like yeah. Like everyone sounds contemporary, but it's this high fantasy setting. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love that sort of, that sort of dynamic i
1: i do as well like because you don't have to put up with the those antiquated attitudes of the time right yeah so to speak uh yeah but very very much enjoyed this i am very can't wait to there's a, a bit of a twist at the end what a which twist? Is, which is uh kind of a cool not what i was expecting at all right yeah um but i was very happy to see it like so it wasn't like, oh, was okay. old man carruthers it was not old man carruthers okay um and uh, he did, but but the villain still did not get away with it because of those darn kids and their dog. <laughs> nope, no dog. Uh, no dog. No good good boy in this one. All
0: comics need good good boys <laughs> or smooth boys. Batman number sixty nine. <laughs>
1: Or smooth boys. are we referring to Smooth Boy Bane in this one? Bane's a smooth boy. <laughs> Bane is a smooth boy. Um, you know what I liked probably most about this? The Yonic
0: Paquette art. Well, okay.
1: It, you know what related very much to that is the structure of how it was laid out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it very much. This is um a, a mirror. So it's the last of the nightmare storyline. Yeah. Um, and it is very very much Laid out where we get uh, like two, so basically you get like a two-page spread of Batman in his dream, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get a two-page spread of Bane and Thomas Wayne, yeah, uh, having their count. And a lot of the things that are happening somewhat mirror each other, but not exactly. Yeah, uh, and that was really a very cool dynamic of flow through this yeah.
0: book. I mean like Yannick Paquette's figure work and detail work and and uh, the color he works with, I think it's God. Nathan Fairburn is that uh,
1: right?
0: Let me see if I can find um, Like, are all phenomenal, but the the thing you call in Yannick Paquette for is when you just want to knock layouts out of the park. Yeah. Uh, he did
1: much of yeah. Scott yeah, Snyder's yannick.
0: No, The Colorist.
1: The Colorist is Nathan Fairburn, it is. Yeah. Okay, cool.
0: Um, He did most of Scott Snyder's Swamp Thing run, mm-hmm. and same thing there, I mean, those layouts are just like lush and organic, and And that is a thing he just excels at. The other thing that I
1: absolutely adore in this is every time we go back to the Batman Selina stuff, Mm -hmm. she's in a different Catwoman costume. Yeah.
0: That was super
1: fun. yeah. and then the last scene is her wedding dress. Yeah, it's like, man, really come on, you're just you're just literally trying to rip my heart out at this point, aren't you? <laughs> but also Salita's too good for
0: him I mean if 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 this issue didn't basically like go straight there to, yeah, you're not capable of this. Which I know this is still just his worst fear. And, and that's the, the right.
1: And that's what it's, hard even... to, it's very hard given, especially given the last episode issue and this one, it's very hard for me to keep that in mind. Because but, I want them to not be that way, kind of
0: Well, I mean, thats I think that's the point, though Like, it's hard to keep in mind because it's his reality Right And, and I, even maybe, if it's not true, it's real It's real I, to that's him That's exactly
1: what I was going to say Because it is, this book is Batman, right? Yeah His perception of reality, in a lot of ways, is the reality of this book Yeah Yeah
0: um, But also, just even if that weren't the case Like, she's too good for him I've come to this conclusion oh god um
1: like literally every time every time i get to this all i can think of is that damn twitter thing tom king's twitter about no no i didn't write that one no i didn't write that story (laughs) wait wait, which what did you write then have you did you see the wedding of batman and? oh why'd you have to fuck that up why'd you fuck that up (laughs) right yes it's like damn it Uh. yeah yeah Uh,
0: oh tom king um you you scoundrel you but god he can write because
1: here's the thing all of these stories make me feel and that's
0: Yeah.
1: yeah yeah no higher praise than that
0: Speaking of high praise. High praise. (laughs) I was thinking about this today, and I think this next book might be Unstoppable Wasp aside, because Unstoppable Wasp will never not be my favorite book while it's coming out. That's fair. Might be my favorite book of this year so far. Oh, I better know what it is then. Peter Cannon Thunderbolt. Yeah,
2: I was honestly going to say the same thing, that this is my, this is this year's Mr. Miracle for me.
0: Also, I can't believe we're four issues into this before my brain has done this, but Peter Cannon Thunderbolt. His name is Peter Cannon Thunderbolt. (laughs) This
1: issue, and you know what's so amazing about it? As as good as this is, every issue is so completely different. Yes. Right? And this issue is the best independent 90s comic I have read in 20 years. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> um, my favorite moment reading this was when uh 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 uh, uh Eddie the comic yeah. has confronted Peter, and Peter sits down and asks him about you know why do they call you the comic? And at that moment, I realized, God damn it, Kieran Gillen, you slice son of a bitch! You made all these the Watchmen characters, and I'm only uh-huh. just now realizing it because you are so like just not on the nose about it as you introduce. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> i'm like Uh reading this thing looking for okay where are the watchman nods in this one it's like here's lauren here are johnny and and dan or danny and john or whatever here's eddie the comic i'm like god damn it i should have seen (laughs) this sooner
1: Uh uh-huh yeah here's here's danny john and the only question is which one of them woke up with laura this morning
0: (laughs) it's like god god damn it I mean that one didn't even. It was like it was the it was the one two punch of I'm not stuck in this room with you, and you're yeah. not stuck in this room with me. Yes, we're stuck in this room together. And then Eddie the comic. Where did you get that name? Are you funny? No. I'm like, oh, and then I flip back. I'm like, I am an idiot, and Kieran Gillen's clever. And <laughs> <sighs>
1: the other the other thing that at some point, reading this, I thought of was for so, I, I, and it ha- totally has to do with the fact that uh, so much of it takes place in, in an English pub right the mm-hmm. clock
0: in the pub called yeah. the clock yeah
1: <laughs> well that but it made me it made me think of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy yes and Ford Prefect pulling Arthur into the pub right yeah yeah it yeah.
0: must be Thursday I've never gotten <laughs> the hang of Thursdays
1: exactly I mean it just had that that things are so absurd and yeah. you know what the best way to deal with it is just let's go to the pub and have a drink
2: yeah do we is this is this going to be an ongoing five no. issue mini it's only five yeah, yeah. so there's only one so more there's this is all gonna wrap oh, up. no everyone froze, oh, that makes me so sad. froze okay what's that oh i
0: was talking because you froze okay. oh or you froze i mean I, yeah i look are you frozen <laughs> in here with me or am i frozen in here with you <laughs> the trick i think is we're, we're frozen in, in, in here, here together, together. <laughs> exactly <sighs> I fucking I, love this book. Yeah, yeah, 5 issues is not enough. It's not and yet that's all it is. Oh. I'm sorry to break your heart, Tim.
2: Yeah, I know. I'm like I'm really down now cuz this is this is my favorite book this year. Well, yeah. you've
0: not gotten to talk about this at all on the show. So No. So so give
2: me give me the tim take. It it's exactly like you said it's just such a such a like you told me to read this book and I was like okay I'll read this book and then you told me like the character who like Osvaldes was related yeah. and how they were related and I was like oh okay that ought to be pretty interesting and I read it right till the last page of the first issue and I was like this is the best book I, I it's just so creative it, and clever and fantastic and fun. Cl-
1: I think clever is the right word for yeah. it. It is just super um, clever in how he presents this.
2: Yeah. 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 It's such a a great use of the the character.
1: And and the medium. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Well, I think part of what becomes so
0: satisfying about an issue like this one is there's a wish fulfillment element, right? Like, Uh you kind of want, you want to know what that world where they all did get along was like. Yeah. And this issue gives you that. Well, it's
1: and, and it gives it to you in the way that Peter sees it, right? Yeah. In that, like, none of the, like, the Peter, the, I'm sorry, the Pete in this world and all of these other people, like, none of them have any superpowers. Right. None right. of them have yeah. these amazing things or any of this. They all, but they all get along, and he realizes that, like, what he has for them is envy. Yeah. Because they don't have to deal and do all this other stuff. They can just live.
0: Well, and it's so, like that, that idea of of being exceptional being fundamentally lonely because it's hard to find the like and like i think that that makes a lot of sense coming into play here where peter cannon's worst enemy is just peter cannon (laughs) literally in this i mean the entire (laughs) exactly like the entire (laughs) thing becomes a metaphor for like struggling to maintain humanity when you are a superhero when you are you know at, at a very basic level Just different Where you move through the world And you see the world differently um, I think that's something that's more Personal than maybe what a lot of Watchmen is And I'm sure there are people who would give me flack for, for putting it that way But I think Watchmen is a lot of things I don't read it as a particularly personal thing Well,
1: and it's certainly not optimistic <laughs> No Certainly not
0: I mean, <laughs> no. although Although Mike did argue When he was on the show He did argue regularly That it ultimately is optimistic Optimistic. Yeah, okay, right. I, 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 mean, I know you, what you can make yes. a case. You can make yeah, a you case.
1: Can. You can. It, it is you. You have to look for that. <laughs> yeah. In that, it, it is. It is very much upfront in this issue of this.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: The yeah.
2: transition um, of art styles and and I guess what you'd say book styles. Yeah. From the the 90s world to the the Ozymandias world where, I I don't know, it's just so striking.
0: Well, and the other thing that's cool in this too is uh, the letterer who, he publishes under his full name, but like online he just goes by his first name, Hassan, or Hassan O.E. But like Hassan's lettering and the the kind of zine style issues, he hand-lettered the whole issue. That's awesome. Instead of using you know fonts and doing it digitally, he hand lettered this issue just to keep it keep it right. Yeah.
1: So I would say probably eighty percent of this issue is in black and white yep. ninety early nineties independent comic form. Yeah. Yeah. And it's beautiful It is beautiful. Yeah.
0: All right. We could spend all night on this one, Tim. Anything we, yeah, else to could. add before we move on? No. No.
2: Let's
0: go. Okay. Good. Good book. Yes. Tim. Absolutely. Yes. Tell me about Assassination Number Two. Okay. Who came out this week.
2: Yeah, assassination is is fun. It's a fun book. Um I don't know yeah I guess you didn't talk about number 1 but I think jen might have I oh, think did she? I think
0: she read it and I think she talked about it.
2: Uh concept is uh, there's an assassin who very much gloats about where he ranks and there's a ranking system for all the assassins and he is currently there is an attempts being made on his life so he figures the best way to to stop that is by calling all of the other assassins and hiring them and it it's great you get the updates it looks like at the beginning of the issue they, they beginning of the first issue it's like here's your top 20 and then at the beginning of the section issue here's your remaining leaderboard <laughs> i guess is what we'd call it <laughs> It's, it's like the rankings of the hunger games yeah yeah it's it's, it's pretty much the idea um Jake. you get a guy who's pulled out of retirement i think his name is bishop if i remember correctly just a unique cast of characters and how they all arrived at being assassins it's yeah, fun cool fun jump it's it's, it's the john wick <laughs> yeah and it's like it's like if there were it, it's sort of a parody john wick I right guess that, be, right it, way it, to yeah. call it yeah yeah it's definitely a lot more light-hearted even though it's about you know people killing each other but fun all right very nice
0: one of my favorite ongoings right now and i am super excited to get to talk about this and i'm gonna make brian and jen read this the next time we do a live show farmhand
2: oh farmhands up
0: farmhand Farmhand number seven came out this week
2: it's so good it's such an interesting like i remember i was on the show when you read the solicitation for farmhand and i was well that sounds interesting it's so much better than that solicitation made it sound
0: i mean it's so fun and funny it's yeah um yeah. Uh and Brian we were talking before before Tim jumped on the call before we started yeah. recording Brian will appreciate an easter egg that was in number six because I, I read both issues together I have got caught up to read six and then didn't get around to six the week it came out so I'm caught up again now um number six like number one sort of starts with a, a vision of sorts uh and in this vision there is a graveyard and one of the tombstones is for John Noble <laughs> because this is about weird science Tim I've gotten Brian to start watching fringe yes
2: oh uh yeah i should probably start that yeah you should God. it's very good yeah
1: it, it is very and i will if anybody happens to start watching it i will say you really have to get about 15 episodes in before it really kicks into what the show is really about
0: yeah instead of being a monster yeah. of the week thing right yeah um okay but tim farmhand go what do you yeah. think
2: uh it's fantastic um just i <sighs> So this one, you get more of the story about Jed and Tree, and and some stuff's kind of going out of control... Uh, away from the farm and and you got people dealing with that but the the most interesting part of this this book for me was you actually see the the surgery yeah. the, the implant of I believe it's a kidney and and the explanation of exactly how that goes on it's such an interesting concept, and just good book good good book yeah know.
0: um no, I mean the thing that really i other than just like the weirdness of it and sort of the cool design of it, which is very chew, which makes sense because it's the chew artist writing and drawing um the relationship stuff really drives yeah. it like the moments in this you get the, the moment between zeke and his wife about like we promised we wouldn't keep secrets and yeah. we'd do this together and this is what this town does i know and this is what your family does i know but this is not what we do yeah and it's like that's yeah like hey they talk about it and then he's like yeah you know what you're right here let me level with you yeah
2: Tells the story about the boar.
0: Yes, and and the the little like worm.
2: Yeah, I, I was I trying to remember the, the worm. worm's name. Yeah, so good, so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What's his name? Jed the father? Is yes. that it? Am I remembering that right?
0: Yes, as in the Jedediah seed.
2: Yeah, that's right. Uh Jed and and uh the uncle or uh, Jed's brother. You get more interaction between them. That's a pretty interesting dynamic too, as uh the, the, the brother's sort of a religious man. Wait,
0: is doesn't. he he's not Jed's biological brother. Is, is he, he not? I didn't think tree? he was. I didn't think tree was. Maybe
2: he's not. Maybe I'm remembering that wrong. Or maybe but I'm have, remembering it wrong. That wait, yeah. also possible um they have history together one yes. way or the other
0: well it's the we get this in the first arc the jed is convinced that the idea for the seed was divinely inspired and tree agrees it was divinely inspired but jed thinks it came from god and tree thinks it came from not god yeah um and that's like the source of their beef rob Galoria is very good at this and i uh, i originally thought this was a five issue miniseries because it does this thing on the back cover that i love where it shows the whole arcs covers and release dates um like the date every issue subsequent to this comes out is on the back of the issue which i think is brilliant and love but because of that i also originally thought it was just a miniseries and i was super excited when i found out it was an ongoing so it's good good book good. everyone should read it and i will be forced brian engine too soon Bw- ha- 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 <laughs> avengers now at home number 10 oh, the house always wins
1: the house always wins. never bet against the house especially um. not
0: when it's the house of ideas
1: yeah so this is yeah this is this was kind of actually kind of fun in that um it is not the conclusion I expected to the series. No. But it was a lot of fun. So essentially <laughs> essentially the big bad in this goes in and fights Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah. It, it literally is Vision going into this house at the center of creation. And it was really funny because it, it made me think of what's going on in Justice League right now. Uh-huh. Where they're in the sixth dimension, which is the dimension of creation, right? Yeah. Where all all of their creation comes from. And it was kind of the same thing. And Vision is in there and he's like, you don't understand though. I can literally create anything in here because it, it, I, this is where
0: imagination becomes real. Real. yeah and he knows like the whole history of everything and yes all of all of what he needs in order to be omnipotent essentially yeah um, and so
1: he thinks up and summons in all the different marvel heroes and they all come in to, to start fighting yeah. and
0: yeah i mean it's got a cool like grant morrison kind of vibe uh, but a bit yes it's it's I mean, I've talked before about, like, how this and in uh, No Surrender, like, you can kind of tell, and they've even said in interviews, like, each of the writers behind it sort of leans into different things they're good at and Mm -hmm. different issues, like, this definitely felt like some Al Ewing, like, Al Ewing in the lead. Um, Yeah. But I love the idea that it gets into that is this, you know, if, if, if Nix and other mythological figures are powered by belief. Yep. uh, how is popular culture that different? How is imagination that different? If, if Greek gods were believed into existence, how is it different or less powerful to imagine superheroes into existence? How are those stories any less meaningful?
1: Exactly. Um, um, and, and, and I think we, what we do get out of this, which is, you know, something I guess that you could always kind of hope for, which is something changing in the status status quo in the marvel you know yeah I mean, something being affected by it and this the what is what is very clearly changed and affected by this is the olympus and hercules yes mythos yeah
0: yeah which all again kind of in that that sort of comics history way that is i mean it, it's kind of like that perfect combination the, the olympian stuff it's kind of like that perfect combination of the writers on this because it's weird and conceptual and leaning into comics history and leaning into like group dynamics but it's, it's the idea of Greek gods coming back as these almost fourth world style characters.
1: Uh, they really did make me think of new gods, yes.
0: Yeah. Um, like a lot of this issue made me think about, you know, and I'm sure this had to be intentional but like having having had Stanley and Jack Kirby both pass away, Yeah, like it feels very much like a, 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 a you know, a toast to them in a way. That's a, yeah, that's fair. Um and that I mean that kind of things cool. It also very much like does sort of a we will be back and we will do this again, which I like the idea of cementing this group coming back almost annually to tell this kind of weekly story.
1: Yeah, that would be fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it basically ended with to be continued.
1: Right, right. And one of the things I think it was a almost a quick and dirty way of giving a new mythos kind of you know a new like I said going forward point for the Olympians right in this which you I mean you have to consider this is happening you know kind of right at the same time in Marvel as War of the Realms yeah which is Clearly going to affect, which, which to be fair, it's always been a more important Marvel property. Yeah. The 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 you know the Norse mythos, yeah, which but, is clearly getting a adjustment.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's also worth noting too, because like this kind of separates the Marvel version of the Greek gods from the not only the Marvel yes. version of the Norse gods, but from the DC version of the Greek. Yes, gods. Yes. Something much so. less classical and more Kirby.
1: And that you know if we want to if you want to reach into Jen's conspiracy corner while she's not here, you know, Oh wow. Hey, a big upheaval in the Olympian gods in the Marvel universe. <laughs> At the same time, there's a huge upheaval and destruction and recreation of some sort going on with them in the DC universe. Yeah, There you go. I know.
0: If nothing else, it's a good, good book. Yeah, it
1: is. Yeah, it, was, it it was it was a very good read. How's that, yeah.
0: Spider Man Life Story Number Two? So while we were working on this episode show notes, we realized we're probably just gonna have to talk about every issue of this.
1: I I, I think we probably will. This is not what I expected it to be. No, I expected
0: something I, more like X Men Grand Design, but with Peter aging. Yeah, this is really just like we get basically you know two years. Snapshots, which I mean, even that's like a week, and then jump a little more, but like two-year snapshots at a time of Peter every decade,
1: and it
0: is—it's hmm. willing to make—it's—it's—it's it, it's interesting to me in that. It's keeping Peter's history as consistent as it can with some notable exceptions, but changing Marvel history around Peter to let Peter's history make sense. Right. It's the, it's all
1: it's almost an else it's almost an else worlds kind of thing yeah. or a what if, but it's not so drastically different than yeah, that like his the the core essential ethos of his history Remains the same.
0: Yeah. yeah, the big notable exception here being Uncle Otto is a good guy now.
1: <laughs> but even that, like, and Reed kind of isn't. Reed Richards kind of isn't. Yeah, yeah.
0: And like, Otto is the peacemaker between Reed and Peter because they yeah. all work together in the same lab. um But like, even the idea of Otto is a good guy is really not that out of out of conception. Because hey, what's Otto's status quo right now? Right. He's about to team up with the West Coast of India.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it, the other thing—I I mean, so for instance, right? Gwen didn't die to Green Goblin in this, right?
0: Moral, I mean, uh, I a, mean gob- d- a goblin instigated what happened. Correct, but, but Gwen—it's not the Peter snapped her neck. Right.
1: Well, and it's not. It's not nearly as early in. Like he and Gwen were married. Yeah, they were together
0: for and had a
1: super happy life together, married. Yeah. But something something happens that changes that, and still removes her from his life. Yeah. Right. Which sets up what is clearly going to be the next piece of it. Yeah. Right. Also, just super streamlined.
0: Super streamlined handling of clone stuff. Also.
1: Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Like. (laughs) the most some might say the best handling of the clone yeah (laughs) right um storyline yes
0: this is just like i don't know it's it's such a brilliant and, and... Like, it's both really clever in reinvention and just also feels like the lightest touch to make the most natural version of this reinvention. Like, it's just so clever. And it's it's Chip Zdarsky. Uh yeah. He's just so clever in how he takes the moving pieces and kind of fits them back together. Just to... To be the conceit of okay, what if real time passed?
1: Right, right. Um, I, I, I mean, I do think it is brilliant. I, I yeah. really, really do. Um,
0: I love but, that. That and I feel like I feel like X Men Grand Design maybe had to have been the thing that opened the door because we're getting this, we're getting the complete history of the Marvel Universe or whatever it's called that Mark Wade's going to be writing. But this willingness to come in and tell, not like when they did the the season ones. That's like, well, here's a quick, easy, consumable cliff's note version of origin but that's something different and Mm -hmm. self-contained and outside of continuity but that is just let's take the the parts we love and recognize and and use use a writer's and an artist's talents to make those parts their own thing on the shelf yeah it
1: it really is i guess i guess essentially it really is kind of a what if yeah but the what if in this isn't a single point in time like we know what if gwen stacy didn't die type thing, right? Yeah. It's a what if... Peter's, you know, Spider-Man's story started when it started in the 60s and carried through, through modern times, how would it be told differently?
0: Well, and it's, it's I think taking that even a step further it's almost like the truest the truest execution of that promise of Marvel as the world outside your window because like no matter how much the goal is to stay like you know, kind of real world flawed characters, all that, street level you know you still have to deal with continuity and with compressed time and with decades of of reading history taking place in seven or eight years yep and this removes that practical limitation of serial storytelling in a way that that feels maybe the most marvel (laughs) Mm-hmm. If if that's what you're measuring, what a Marvel book is by, right, right. Um, yep. I don't know. It's just there's so much going on there, and it's so well done.
1: I it is it is one of my favorite things to pick up and read as it comes yeah. out.
0: Yeah. And just those covers because Darski is doing his own covers, and they're just. Have you seen the one for July's issue? I think it's number five. Mm, no. It's it's basically like take a U.S. flag and rotate it 90 degrees so the blues at the top. And there's just one star, and then the stripes are coming down. But there are only two thick stripes. It's the it's the aughts, is that issue? There okay. are two thick stripes positioned with the spacing between them as being more narrow than the spacing outside, so they look like the World Trade Center towers. Uh. And Peter is in a single star that's just filling with red, and he's kind of like being trapped in it. Mm. It's just, I mean, the one for number three is also. I mean, they're all they're all amazing. The three, yeah. three, and five are my favorites so far, though.
1: Well, this one is. This is the seventies, yeah. And this is a disco ball that has a a goblin, you know, a a
0: goblin jack-o'-lantern yeah as part of it yeah yeah
2: so they're not told chronologically they They are
0: there's like a 60s issue and it's really i mean most of that one's in the course of the same week this issue is the 70s and it's mostly i don't know it feels like within 24 hours Yeah,
1: yeah. It's in a short time frame, but it's a snippet that is so, so, so all of these is kind of like, as Alex said, they are a very, they are like a one shot snapshot in that time frame of Peter's life during that decade.
2: This sounds like one I should be reading. Yeah.
1: And again, so like. Like, you know, Peter was in his high school, right, in the 60s issue, right? He uh, is
0: in his... High school or early college?
1: Oh, oh okay. Right in that 18, 19, 20-year-old, yeah. yeah. right, thing? So he is in his the end of his 20s, or, you know, He's late thirties in this one. Right, yeah. Yeah, he says oh, that's I'm one. 30. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, Oh, right, he does, I, I think, yeah. yeah. So, literally, these are going to be, like, at, like, you know, like, 20, 30, 40 years old, yeah. and every time we go forward a decade, he is literally a decade older. Gotcha. The
0: yeah. B plot in this, by the way, is that the Vietnam War is still going on because Cap went over and he's like, both sides are wrong, so I'm just going to save whoever needs to be saved. Yeah. He's just saving lives. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is chaotic good Cap, which I think is always the most interesting version of Cap. Um, And then Tony is keeping the war going by being Tony. By being Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. X Men time. Mm. We've got Uncanny X. X Men number sixteen, Age of X Men, Next Gen number three, and Age of X Men, Amazing Nightcrawler number three. Uncanny X Men. This is the best X Men book I have read. I'm like, telling you what we say it every time it Central comes out. Mainline Central X Men. Yeah. Uh, team book. This is this is so, the best one I've read since I've been reading comics.
1: Not only is it the best X Men book in I in I don't know how long it it's the best Scott Summers <laughs> in possibly ever in X Men.
0: <laughs> I'd say ever. I mean. I think your next runner-up is the the Joss Whedon John Cassaday astonishing X Men run. Okay, that was a pretty good Scott Summers too.
1: But but he is amazing in this book. Yeah. Um.
0: I also love just like the 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 this issue in particular brings in these just bizarre loose ends and cleans them up and ties them up and I think that's really fun.
1: Yeah. And I love who is it that who is it that that does the well if we're gonna do this then. I, I have something we should vote for. Is it magic that does that? Uh,
0: I think it was It was either magic or... I think it was magic. I think it was too.
1: Hang on, I'm going to see if I can find it real quick. It um, wasn't Danny. No, but essentially... Um, Scott, Scott advocates
0: leadership. Right. And they turn the X-Men into a democracy because, oh, basically everyone in this room has led the X-Men before, so why don't we just vote? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's magic. Okay. Yeah, it's magic. Who basically says, okay, then if we're starting over and we're going from scratch, then I want to really start over, and that means like everyone starts right now with a clean slate. Yeah. If you're willing to be with us, then you're with us, and you're an X Men. Doesn't, we'll yeah, doesn't matter what you've done in the past. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you've done in the past. Which puts a lot of people on the team. Yeah. That wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You might say it.
0: that that it provides renewed hope. Uh, <laughs>
1: Very nice. Very nice. Um, Um, Well, and I was about to really bump hard on something in this issue with a certain character who shows up on the other side. But then they they explain it away.
0: Okay. (laughs) I'm not going to say who because I think that's a cool reveal. That is one of the, like, weird loose ends. Yes. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But they do explain it, yeah. so... Well, yeah. like,
0: even with the explanation, it's like, okay, this could be completely made up, but I, I, a, it's the X-Men, so I'm sure it's not. Right, exactly. And B, even if it were, I'd buy it at this point. Like, I'll allow it. <laughs> um, It did make one thing make sense, as I was redeeming digital codes, I see this character, I'm like, the way his face is drawn is really weird. Like, it looks like it's almost him, but not quite him, and that... <laughs> that's just unsettling. So, uh, uh, well
1: done <laughs> yeah and uh. then god damn it matthew wrote about like the the cliffhanger we get at the end of this i'm not happy about that either <laughs> what <the hell? laughs>
0: Yeah, Uh, I bet uh, it's Dark Beast somehow.
1: I am like, uh, I will, I will go on record right now. Anytime they want to let him Rosenberg write X Men, I am all for it. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm super excited about what's coming up with Hickman, but I, I I will take Rosenberg X Men anytime he wants to write it.
0: Someone asked him on Twitter if 22 was the last issue, and he's like, "What makes you say that?"
1: Oh,
0: and apparently the Hickman stuff. Yeah, it's a pair of six-issue miniseries.
1: Oh, ho, 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 ho. that makes me very happy. Like I said, I love it. I love this. Love, yeah. love, love.
0: All right, tell me how right. Age of X man is going. Next gen number three.
1: Um, so it is I mean I, I've talked about each of these I think before we're continuing our story about the in next next gen about the you know the young students yeah uh, who are training to become the next X-Men um, you know learning much like and this is happening kind of in a different way in all of these different series that they're learning to question this reality that they're in yeah right um, and it's happening like I said it's happening in different ways and it, they're all we're all uh, i think i think all of these are five issues so at issue three we're really starting things are starting to boil Cool, right we're really getting to a point where things are going to break soon
0: i assume yeah. the same is true of amazing nightcrawler number three uh
1: it is um and but it uh, again same thing thing is happening in that you know he's questioning and things are, are are not working because this reality is fake Um, but it's happening in a very different way and and uh, Nightcrawler is a very because it can focus on just a single character yeah. it's a very personal right story cool. which is great I love it I I like all of it I really like all of these
2: cool yeah. Tim yes
0: you spent some time catching up on Venom I did how are you liking Venom
2: Venom is great all things Donny Gates are great <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I I don't think I'm on the most recent issue yet, but I did get caught up some, um, and Eddie and the symbiote are having a tough time. They're having some issues. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going through it right now. Um, and then... (sighs) yeah i got through issue 11 and there's kind of a a big a big thing that happens at the end of the issue and it's very good and and i can't wait to read more but i think it's too much of a spoiler for me to drop here i
0: mean i'm pretty sure this one is not even the most recent issue so if you want you're welcome to yeah
2: i I still feel like people should read it they shouldn't listen to me tell them what happens all right yeah
0: maybe it will make some people want to read it too it should Uh, uh. it's called spoilers
2: okay we'll call spoilers um so he's got a or he's He's going through some family stuff, and he realizes he has a half-brother, Dylan. But, and w- when he works his way through the symbiote stuff, he kind of works out the fact that it's not his half-brother, it's his son. Oh?
0: Yeah. And the sister he thought he had, who was like his, his grounding yeah. force in his life, isn't real. It's a yeah. construct the symbiote had created to give him something to ground himself.
2: Yes. Yeah, oh, and like damn. all these family members were going through, like he watched them all die of cancer and then he was supposedly had cancer and, and none of it was true. It was just something the symb- symbiote was doing to, to keep him around, yeah. just generating stuff in his head. It's very, wow, very good.
0: Did you pick up the like one shots that tie into this?
2: As well, I haven't read them yet. Um, okay. What was it the uh, the Web of Venom stuff? Yeah, is that what like you are talking about? Venom
0: yeah. and Carnage Rising or something. I did read.
2: I read Carnage Rising. There's um, one that's
0: I've, a dog joke because it's about the symbiote wandering around like a dog, like shaped like a dog, unchained or unleashed or unleashed. Oh that's no, what it was yeah, called. I
2: haven't read that. That one.
0: would <laughs> unleashed. Can, yeah. yeah, and then there was a new one that came out this week too. Um,
2: yeah, I apparently blew up this week's stuff, so I don't know.
0: <laughs> you're good. Yeah. We haven't really gotten to talk much about it, because I've been the only one reading it. Um, It's very good, though. It is. I'm enjoying it. Okay, War of the Realms time. We are going to be relatively swift in this, because there are four books here. War of the Realms, War of the Realms Punisher number one, War of the Realms, War Squirrels number one, and Thor 12. Yes. War of the Realms number two comes before all of those, though, so we're going to start there. Uh, Stephen Strange just doesn't know his own strength, huh?
1: Yep, and... And, um... Turns out that uh, not having a backup plan for carrying fallen warriors to Valhalla doesn't work out so well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so the war. Always have a backup plan. The <laughs> war is not going great. Uh, we do learn that, that a certain Asgardian who we thought might be dead is still not dead yet. He's not dead yet. He rides in with some reinforcements. He does. Um, and as everything's going on, Jane give Stephen Strange an out to get everyone out, and Stephen accidentally pulls all the heroes out, too, and New York falls. Yeah. So, Stephen
1: Strange is trying to evacuate all of the people, all the citizens from New York. Yeah. Um, but, unfortunately, when he casts it, the spell is a bit too powerful, so it pulls everyone <laughs> out of New York. <laughs> yeah. Right?
0: Um, the thing that is real is the coolest in this, to me, is, is kind of one of the setup elements. But we start to get hints of, and then war scrolls we'll talk about next shows us something that we won't get the full explanation of in fact until the next war of the realms but it starts to give us hints of different asgardian roles that come with specific powers uh that various earth heroes will be granted because someone has to do the job of uh oh shoot heimdall heimdall thank you like someone has to do heimdall's job right who where else? Where are we going to find another blind man who can see, Brian? Where are we going to find that to do Heimdall's job? You know job? what?
1: Somebody, somebody tells us we should ask him about that. Yeah. Some, some red devil.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um we we see a new all mother designated because Freya's yes. going to go save her son from the land of the frost giants. Yep.
1: Um and she she confers the power of the all mother upon someone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a really fun and cool issue. Like it's 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 like the same kind of big fun that no justice and metal were. Yeah. But it's not quite that same sort of bombastic over the top thing. It's still a little more like It is it a little is more Marvel.
1: it is marvel crossover event at its when it's done right yes yeah
0: yeah um all right moving on to war scrolls we have a number of stories in here I, some i think are stronger than others
1: oh yeah, absolutely
0: but the opening one is the one i want to i want to talk about i think the most and it is a blind man who can see everything who has been given the powers of heimdall yes it is Daredevil as as Guardian
1: teleporter conduit, dude. And he talks about how, you know, he used to be able to uh, hear the heartbeats of people, you know, a, a couple of blocks away and like, you know, sense what was going on because of his power. Well, now he can literally hear the heartbeats of people in all seven realms. Ten realms. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Ten realms. Right. Like he can hear everything and sense everything everywhere.
0: Yeah. 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 And like I think that is super cool Because that I mean that is not helpful to him That actively gets right. in his way Yeah Um. The thing I really love about this is The framing it against the first time he met Thor And like refused to acknowledge Thor as a god Because right. as a devout Catholic to Matt there is one god And it isn't yep. Thor And then watching in the present Matt wrestle with I guess I'm a god now And that goes against everything I know Right. Um. I think that's really... I mean, it's, I think, a really interesting angle, but it's also, like, the perfect way to handle Daredevil in this kind of situation. Like, it's one thing to see... I mean, I'm not gonna call you guys gods, but it's another hit, it's another thing to see him wrestle with. Oh, wait, no, I have this level of power and this connection to reality, and I am doing what I expect God to do: hearing people's cries for help and answering them. Yep. What? Yeah. Does make me different, right? Um. Uh. There are a couple of other stories in here too. There's um. There's uh, uh Warriors three or, or Warriors four. four.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> no three yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah um there's a punisher and wolverine
0: that one was my favorite of the other three and, i think so
1: like like and that how- is
0: rom v writing and rom v is i think the next name on the list of if he's writing it i'm gonna read it
1: <laughs> there's a very very clever um uh, faux faux like like uh, so wolverine
0: is saving this kid yes and this troll gets the jump on wolverine and this kid picks up a rock and throws it and you see the troll fall over yeah you
1: like like hits the troll right in the forehead right
0: and wolverine's like hey great job you're doing exactly what you need to like he gives and this is like wolverine my favorite version of wolverine it's the wolverine and the x-men take where like he is being like a good role model to kids despite that being not something he sees himself as at all right yeah like he's he's it's him being human and him being vulnerable and him being this thing he doesn't think he is yeah but that he's actually really capable of uh um, and like you see that and that in and of itself would be fine but then you get like the cut back to the kid has gone off and run to the sanctum sanctorum and Frank Castle comes out. And he's like, you're not even going to thank me for shooting that one for you. You're not going to say great right. shot. Can't believe I made that shot. And like Wolverine knew what had happened. The right. kid didn't. So he let the kid think what the kid needed to, to, right. to cope.
1: Like right when the rock hit the yeah. troll in the forehead is when Castle shot him in the forehead. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, also, maybe the best and, use of Frank Castle.
1: <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. This is a great Frank Castle. And then our last story is Howard the Duck with which is the reunion of Chip and Joe Chip and Joe and and by the way, this was where my it, it had had it not be where not come from what it's going to come from. This would have been my quote of the week. was, was it
0: the was it the sad tearful turn around into the camera? <laughs> it
1: was. It was. I d- I thought you I thought we weren't going to take any cases while this war was going on. I thought we were just going to st- stay here and 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 stick it out and he's like Silent we panel of
0: Howard looking away. We, we tearful panel where he turns this, in. This
1: this client lost their dog and and, and Man, they're they're really, really rich. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. Uh, it was it was Howard at his most Howard. It was yeah. beautiful. Yes.
0: How was Punisher? War of um, the Realms and, Punisher. Yeah.
1: This so this is going to be kind of a um a, like a, a really it's a side story yeah. in the in the War of the Realms. Like it, it's very much right in the middle of this battle in New York, etc, etc. And Frank becomes aware of this uh, low income area hospital that has to evacuate all their people yeah. and um, the only way they can figure out to do it is to take all the people and get the, the patients that are able to to push and move the, the patients that can't you know take care of themselves through the tunnel to New Jersey where they're going to go to a hospital there. Yeah. But they know that they're likely going to get, you know, uh, attacked somewhere along the way. So Frank goes and breaks open and and stops and rescues a prisoner transfer bus uh, full of criminals uh, and frees them and is leading them to protect these, this hospital convoy as it goes through this tunnel and that's going to be the story. Cool. Yeah, and it, It is a really good, again, a kind of a good use of Frank in in this setting of the War of the Realms. So yeah, I'm I'm for it.
0: And then last one, Thor number twelve is really Loki. Yeah, it is all
1: Loki. It is. All Loki all the time. I
0: think Kid Loki, the ghost of Loki present, (laughs) sums it up the best when, well, we're not just doing this to rip off Dickens.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is not just your own uh, twisted Dickensian (laughs) nightmare of to satisfy yourself, right? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, This is Loki being pulled in the moment of his death into three different places in his time-time, ghost of timeline, ghost of Loki past, ghost of Loki present, and... Ghost of Loki yet to come that we've seen in the future Thor stuff. Right. Uh, And maybe he's not exactly in the moment of his death after all. Mm. (laughs) He just Mm. wishes he were. He just
1: wishes he were. Oh my! That last, that very last panel is so
0: brutal, so disturbing. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. mean, if Vora's is your thing, maybe, but <sighs> it's like Loki in pieces, conscious in Laufey's stomach. stomach, yeah, being digested. Yeah.
2: Well, that that sounds
1: fun.
0: <laughs> nope, it's not. <laughs> Yeah. uh yeah. okay brian yeah west coast Avengers number 10 you're <sighs> welcome to take a moment of silence but i will cut it for a runtime
1: i will take a moment of silence because this is the last issue i am truly truly heartbroken that this it, that this series is ending yeah. I, I don't know i don't know what's going on with the readership of the world that they do not like reading lighthearted, truly funny fun to read books i don't know why
0: everybody wants Wanted Jeff to die. What? We told them that if they didn't read this book more, that Jeff the Lancer oh, would die. This and, is true. Well, he's not being published now, so I guess Jeff's dead.
1: No! <laughs> Right after he hits his big dramatic entrance with a theme song sung by Gwen, <laughs> and a new power. And a new power. He can nom nom on
0: people. Yes. Oh no, I'm talking about the Jeff Nato. Oh, the Jeff Nato. Yes. <laughs> like the last page is like, oh, <laughs> Jeff can be a tornado now.
1: <laughs> Quentin, Quentin has got him spinning around in a little vor- little te- telekinetic vortex, and he's like, oh look, he's a Jeff Nato now.
0: <laughs> I'll be honest. Oh boy. I missed That Quentin was doing that. I just thought, really, Jeff had gained the ability to Tasmanian Devil it.
1: (laughs) No, Quentin was doing it.
0: I'll still accept that. That's still very good. It's beautiful. Beautiful. So, I oh, have a question. When this yeah. started, you were like, ugh, Quentin Quire. How do you feel oh. about Quentin Quire now, Brian?
1: Well, Quentin Quentin has my quote of the week.
0: Brian's quote of the week. <laughs> quote, quote. So, he,
1: Quentin is sitting there talking to... By the way, he's still wearing his t-shirt that says, I'm ready for the reboot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, And he's like, he's talking about... Um, he's upset that, that you know, all, ev- all everyone wants him to do is make TK bubbles and America kinda of chastises him for that and points out that you know they do that because he's uh, it's such an important ability and he's so powerful right and he's like yeah okay yeah it's almost as useful as being a teleporting taxi cab that can punch stuff America goes, why are you the worst there are no limits to my powers including the power to be the worst did you just zing yourself maybe <laughs> <laughs> I love Quentin Quire. Quentin Quire is incredible. By the way, he then switches shirts after the yeah. fight. Did you see what he was wearing at the end?
0: I definitely did, but I don't remember now what it was. He's wearing a shirt that says, Jeff is people too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, when you said that your quote of the week was from this, I wasn't sure if it was going to be that or if it was going to be Kate Bishop. Wait, have oh. I never dated anyone straight? <laughs> Literally everyone else. No. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I every
1: that's the point. Everything about this book was so great. So
0: great. It's so... How?
1: How were you people not buying this book?
0: Look, here is the thing. If enough Uh. people buy the trades, it can come back. It must.
1: Like, I th- this combination of people, I, and I have no idea how, because it shouldn't work in any shape or form, but somehow it magically does. It is so
0: wonderful. Save the weirdo losers. Uh, by the trades. Go, go, go now. Go, go, them. gadget comic book readership. Uh, All right, time for, is it still good? And, and who is this Dutch oven person? <laughs> <laughs> Surely they don't have the power to
1: the end. <laughs> (laughs) Damn it! Curse you, Dutch oven! (laughs) Ah, alright. Time for Is It
0: Still Good? Okay, let's do it. Brian, animosity number 20. Um... Uh, hmm. cybernetic dogs to... fight each other and rule the world nope nope oh, nope that's okay. uh
1: that's uh animosity evolution uh, okay, um, fair enough <laughs> snakes snakes in a house
0: blossoms six six
1: six number three right uh the blossoms and their newly discovered uh sibling vie for contention to be the antichrist and begin to enact their new plan to uh
0: seduce betty black badge number nine tim uh
2: the kids uh don't know where they are or how they got there
0: calamity kate number two uh kate declares war on her rival and might not be the best role model it's a good fucking book though aquaman number 47 brian um Let's
1: see, uh, this is the end of the, well, I'm guessing there's going to be an epilogue to it, but essentially this is the end of the, uh, Aquaman exiled storyline. Uh, or at least,
0: at least the end of him as an amnesiac on these islands.
1: Right. Um, Aquaman slays Tiamat. (laughs)
0: High level number three, Brian. (sighs) Oh.
1: Uh, X's are just the worst.
0: (laughs) X is gonna give it to you? (laughs) Justice League, number 22. We learn about the first crisis in the history of the DC Mm. Universe. And, uh... The origins and reason for Infinite Crisis, or Crisis the, on Infinite The rest Earth. of them, yeah. Yeah. For
1: all the other crises. Yes. Indeed.
0: Uh, Naomi, number four. We learn about the events that lead to Naomi's arrival on Earth. Teen Titans, number 29, Brian. Um, the
1: Titans come to grips with uh hmm, let me think about this uh let's say kid flash comes to grips with what damien and emiko have been doing
0: crush comes to lips
1: yeah crush uh (laughs) reveals her feelings and damien should have made a better prison
0: that's weird. A 13-year-old didn't design a foolproof prison. I'm shocked. Oops. Amazing Spider-Man number hu Brian. Um, the Lizard's Daily Diary. <laughs> hey, Mr. Lizard. Daredevil number four, uh, Matt Murdock uh, has to reason with Frank Castle and with himself.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a point of order on this one. This Daredevil book and how they're treating Matt Murdock in this book is some of the best Daredevil I've ever yeah, read. I mean, yeah, it's just really, really good.
0: Remember when we expected Chips Darsky to be like, ha ha ha, butts lol?
1: <sighs> yeah, no.
0: And now he's writing like the biggest gut punch of anybody at marvel god man
1: like like what what matt has to come to terms with in this maybe the biggest thing he's ever done in all of his life yeah like good wow nicely done sir okay
0: guardians of the galaxy number four uh everybody finds gamora magnificent miss marvel number two turns out kamala's parents didn't melt they were just alien doppelgangers put on earth to test her by an alien race that worships her as a savior and That's how it be solidine <laughs> ahmed is a genius madman meet the scrolls number three brian um alice becomes a real scroll <laughs> there are no strings on her miles morales spider-man number five miles really just embarrasses a bunch of gang members shuri number seven shuri miles and kamala uh help a kid clean up his mess and keep gravitron from becoming more powerful tony stark iron man number 10 brian tony don't need no help (laughs) tony needs some help <laughs> exactly.
1: Thank you for the catch there. Yes.
0: Wolverine Infinity Watch number three. Me. Uh. Wolverine and Loki fight the Raptors, despite Loki's insistence that he will not be fighting any of the X Men's robots. Thank you very much. And then Loki disappears on Logan the way Logan expected. Morning in America number two. Uh. Look, if you're not reading this book, you are you are doing comics wrong. Um. The. Misfits decide that they are going to investigate as though maybe the police are compromised and maybe aliens are involved in these missing kids disappearances um, I mean the quickest way I can sell you on this book is it's like if, if Magdalene Visaggio said you know what I'm gonna do my own take on Paper Girl's first arc oh, like it's wow. that kind of period piece misfit outsider kids fighting forces they don't recognize recognize or understand um there's a really cool layout i'm breaking format here for a moment but there's a super cool layout in this issue that's like the one kind of goofy airhead girl heard notes on why it has to be aliens and the layout is like all these loose pieces of notebook paper that have fallen out or like fluttering down with writing and red pencil on them and things circled and then lines connecting them like a serial killer's web um it's just a super cool layout and i love it very much and read this fucking book. Incursion number three. Things look bad for Earth and for. Uh, uh, uh. What's his name? The Eternal Warrior. And I don't know that they're going to get better in one issue. Mm. Next week's books to read there. Next week's books to read. Let's read. Tim. Hey. Still awake? Still with us? Yeah. All right, we're almost there. Hang in there. Tell me it. about Richard Tracy Eternal.
2: Richard Tracy Forever.
0: Dick Tracy Forever, number one.
2: Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. It's a different creative team than Dead or Alive. I just really enjoyed Dead or Alive so much, and I'm going to give it a shot, see how it turns out. Cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Brian. Yes, sir. Putting things on your list to free up spots on mine. Jessica Jones, <laughs> Purple Daughter, trade paperback.
1: Yeah, so this is this is the digital-only release release yes. that came out in uh that that Alex has been talking about yep. uh and this is so this is the first time it's in print it's being collected and released just as a trade paperback and so I will be buying it and reading it and I can't wait
0: it's so good I
1: can't wait
0: so good I I I will go on record Kelly Thompson Jessica Jones is the best Jessica Jones I
1: I I do not doubt it Kel, I I love Kelly Thompson's writing so yeah. much like I can't can't describe just how much I'm looking forward to this.
0: Everybody froze.
1: Oh, I thought you froze. Oh. We, we all froze fr- together. We all
0: freeze down here. <laughs> oh. Sorry, Jen. Yikes. Thanos, number one. It's Teeny Howard writing about death. Just fucking read it, okay?
1: <laughs> okay.
0: That's my Quentin Quire shirt. <laughs> Beautiful.
1: It's about... Th- you can't you can't just shout my name and expect me to do something. <laughs> Teeny, <T-D>, death. <laughs> well, at least you said death.
0: <laughs> God.
1: God, I love that book so much.
0: People, go get that trade paper back. Both of them, because there will be two. Uh, this is Thanos and young Gamora after he has adopted her. And I expect it to be very good. Tim. Hey. A cinder. I hardly know her. Number one.
2: Okay, so Ascender is the sequel to Descender, and I haven't read it, but I saw who wrote it. It's Jeff Lemire. Yeah. And I've been told a million times to go read Jeff Lemire, and the only time I listened was Thanos. And it was oh so good.
0: Wait a minute, Tim. Yeah. That means you haven't read any Black Hammer, either. I have not read any Black Hammer. Oh my
2: god. none. None Black Hammer. It is so good. Yeah.
0: Uh, I love Jeff Lemire. Yeah. I am not totally caught up on Descender, but I will tell you I am also excited for Getting
2: to a cinder, because yeah, Wait, I'm yeah. I, I fully intend on picking up all the descender, yeah, beforehand and reading it. Brian, mm-hmm.
0: Marvel Comics presents number four.
1: So I uh, I got caught up on this one this week also with up to number three, and this the, the there's the Wolverine story that's going on in this one. I'm like I can't recall anything I've read probably since I stopped collecting in the early '90s that is more of an old style Wolverine story than this ongoing you know that's multi-part so uh, I think I mentioned this is an anthology there's usually like three stories in each one mm-hmm. each issue and so the, the Wolverine it's told ongoing in each issue and the, the story that they're telling in this it, it like it's really really good like I'm really enjoying it Awesome. and I can't I think the conclusion is for this first story arc is coming up in this one and so I want to get it and I want to read it because i like it
0: this one also has a moon knight story in it
1: It does have a moon knight story in it that was like a big big icing on the cake right there
0: yes so my second pick is queen of bad dreams number one (laughs) which is a new vault series and if we know anything about vault books what is it tim
2: it's good
0: read all of them
2: yeah that's literally what it says on my pull list is yeah just all the vault books vault equal good
1: good yeah.
0: book there's a flow chart here does vault publish it if yes read it if no <laughs> yeah. maybe still read it <laughs> um if no who is writer <laughs> right yeah this is about uh this is about a person whose job is taking rogue dreams that escaped the dreamer's mind and tracking them down and either reinserting them into the dream or giving them agency in the real world you know letting them actually exist and move through the world as a real being um which just sounds super cool um so it, yeah i'm I'm down for that it's like a twisted different version of the dreaming little bit yeah yeah who was writing this one um danny lore who i uh, honestly don't know that i've read anything by before yeah. um uh, but it sounds super cool to me so yep nice and it's not like vault's track record isn't fantastic
2: yeah they're all so good yeah. um
0: anyway i think that is it does any of you does either of you have anything to
2: add uh that i'm gonna pick up thanos number one because that sounds amazing and how did I miss Morning in America? Is that what you said it was called? Yes. Mm-hmm. How, how did you let a Visaggio book get past me?
0: I mean, there were two Visaggio books this week that you didn't read. There was that and Calamity
2: Kate. I didn't know about... that was a Visagio book either. Yep. yep. Uh,
1: Tim, do you even listen to the podcast? Uh,
2: you'd think I don't.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because Alex has talked about both of those. Yeah. 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 They
0: came out, the first issue of both of them came out like the same week, like a month ago. So yeah. I'll be yeah, no. going to get caught up on those.
1: The only Excellent. other thing I'll talk about, which is not a comic book, but it is comic book related, is the new Doom Patrol series that's streaming on DC. Good God, is it wonderful! Ah. Yeah. I'm i got to get caught up on that so so much like i i I am astounded how well they have done this series
0: tim you threatened to just show up at my doorstep to watch this
2: it's that's still an active threat by the way
0: we need to turn this threat into a plan
2: and we do we do. Yeah. We can do I that. Absolutely need to see this. Yes.
0: All right. Thank you again for joining us, Tim. Yeah. Always. Thanks if for having me. If people would like more of you, where can they hear more of you?
2: They can hear more of me on a podcast called Minds at York, in which we are reading for me the first time for y'all the, the not first time. Uh, the the second series. time in my case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think like the 800th time for Megan. but uh, And it's a lot of fun, and everybody should listen to it. And And Brian's been on an episode. Yes. It was a yeah. great episode. Uh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yep.
0: We uh, also do that with Jen and with yep. Meg, who is on here occasionally. Uh, we recently had our friend MJ, who is a co-host of the Reignite podcast, uh, mm-hmm. which I'll plug here too, because why not, which is a Mass Effect playthrough podcast where they talk about the choices they make. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a lot of fun mm <laughs> It is. Um do you wanna do you wanna mention the episode of judging book covers you were on recently too? Oh
2: yeah. No, I I just did a bunch of stuff actually. Um yeah, uh, I was just on an episode of Judging Book Covers, which is uh, a book review podcast hosted by Megan Griffin and Stephanie Cortez, and it was a ton of fun. We did a book called Pines. Um and I know their their next episode is Odd Thomas and I'm really looking forward to that also. Um and also I was on an episode of Second Opinion with That's Megan right. as well. Yeah um which is hosted by ian buck Uh, and we reviewed the podcast Limetown, so I've been all over the place on numerous podcasts lately.
1: For some reason, when you said Pines, all I could think of is, man, I really wish that was a book about the Gravity Falls sibling.
0: Same! I was like, Dipper and (laughs) Mabel? Yeah, bring it!
2: (laughs) Yeah, baby. So, are y'all gonna tell me how good Gravity Falls is?
0: Oh my god, Gravity
2: Falls is amazing.
0: Tim, I will clockwork orange you with Gravity Falls if I have to. But, like, Gravity gravity
1: (laughs) Falls? Falls was... (laughs) And, and the fact that the, the creator had enough respect for the work to leave it when he was done with it and not just milk it yeah. was yeah oh god gotta love that shit okay, okay. alright yeah. before
0: this devolves into a 2am <laughs> Gravity Falls fan cast we would like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover we are available wherever you listen to podcasts and on our website at patologypodcast.com if you would like to support us share us with people rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or go to Patreon.com slash Panelology, and you can uh, uh, be financially generous if you are so inclined and support us monetarily every month. If you would like to buy merch with our logo on it and eventually with other designs, you can go to bit.ly slash Panelology merch with a capital P and a capital M uh and get stuff there i'm alex i'm brian and i'm tim it is bedtime for bonzo (laughs) go read comics